Hello, and welcome to the 51st, ep- oh boy, 51st episode of the Cue It Up podcast, the only podcast that comes with a money-back guarantee. I'm your host, Jared. To my left is... Mikey. Nick. Eric. <laughs> and we are the Cue It Up podcast. We've got a special guest today. Say hello, Jen. Hello. All right. Uh, as is the tradition with every single time we have a new person on the Mike podcast, gosh. we go through a series of questions with him. Jen, and my, are you and ready? And acts out like a small child. Yes. <laughs> I am ready. Okay. Jen, your first question is, what is your favorite movie? Gone with the Wind. Uh, wow. That's probably the first time that's ever going to be said on this. And the best answer ever, probably. That's mm. old. Uh, that's what was your favorite movie as a child? Footloose. Footloose. Probably won't be the last time we have that one, actually. Uh, what is your least favorite movie? Probably because I have to endure it every year, A Christmas Story. I cannot stand that movie. I'm not a fan oh, either. Huh. <laughs> what are we Ooh, recording? Yeah, we're, why yeah. would we not be <laughs> why recording? Would we be are you serious? Why would we be I asking? You, oh, Jay, I knew I forgot something. something. I don't know. No. You just kind of like came in here and just asked her the question. <laughs> It's okay. You want to pick up your notes, Mike? I got it. Uh, I got it. Jen, I mean, we want to apologize. This is Mikey's a, first podcast. Oh, it shows such a little faith in me. You yeah. think I'm just sitting here with the headphones on I not quit. recording it? You were, you had the headphones on whenever he was out of the they room. Call me producer Nick for a producer reason. Nick. That's right. All right, Jen, who is your favorite director? From the influence of Jared Sarah, I would say J.J. Abrams. He's very, very good. Yeah. Uh, very much looking forward to his next uh, directing gig, which I believe is Star Wars. You believe Ooh, yeah. is? Like, no, I'm pretty sure. Little indie like you have been in <laughs> uh, Jen, if you had to pick day. between the two, which would it be? Star Wars or Star Trek? Definitely Star Wars. Very good choice. Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. Very good choice. Favorite hmm. TV show? I would say either Lost or How I Met Your Mother. Which one? We'll go with Lost. All right, good, good answer. choice. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have only had two people not answer Lost at this point. I didn't because I just wanted to be different. That yeah, day, and I think Amanda did as well. Amanda picked something else. Something, I don't remember what it was. Didn't Seinfeld pick Seinfeld? Yeah. Yep. All right, and last, have you ever watched a movie on Netflix that you'd never heard of before and enjoyed it immensely? No. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right, obviously, haven't so. Seen, uh, from here on history out, of future folk. that's right. True that. Future history of future folk is amazing. Or Detroit Nine Thousand. Um, yeah, yeah not so much, one. Jim. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, what have you been watching this week? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Wait, <laughs> are you asking me? Yeah, you can. Yeah, sure. Which uh, Well, you? I didn't have internet this week. <laughs> All I had was Blu-rays to watch. So let's see. I watched nice. uh, Pineapple Express. Great Good movie. Film. The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Like Masterpiece. Batman Returns. Very awesome. Good. Not as good as I remembered it. <laughs> Not true. By the way, there's a lot of stuff. That we we should do a podcast on this movie. I'm pretty sure the Penguin never did anything illegal. In which case, Batman was just harassing him. He did bite that man <laughs> in the nose. That's true. Yeah, okay. But the, Batman was after him way before that. that was, that's assault, brother. Megamind. Knocked up. Great Cop movie. out. Terrible. Minority Report. Awesome. Dogma. Awesome. Role Great. Models. Awesome. Yes. And Willow. Mm, what about Chad Pyle? Oh, oh, it's oh. so much fun. Out of those, which one was your favorite? Oh, my gosh. Pineapple uh, Express. <clears throat> I don't know. That's a tough call. Mine is Assassination of Jesse James. Pineapple Express. Um, You know, it's... Yeah, or Role Models. I don't know. As far as like dramatic movies go, definitely Jesse James. 
depends on what you're going for. But I love Knocked Up. Yeah, Knocked yeah. Up is great. Eric, what about you? Uh, I would think I would say about the same there. Uh, I love the assassination of Jesse James. It is incredible. Um, I do love Knocked Up, but I, I haven't seen that one as much as... I, I think the movie I've seen the most out of is probably Role Models. Oh, Role yeah. Models is great. I do Role Models is fantastic. Made Jamie, by seen who? Role Models? Made by who? No. It's pretty good. It's done by the guy that did uh, What Hot American Summer. Oh, that's correct. Which, yes. I guess, if we're going to speak of that right now, let's let's talk about What Hot American Summer. Guys, how's the TV show? It's amazing. Oh, it's so good. It's so I'm awesome. Enjoying it's so it. much fun. Jared is... An idiot. A That's very smart human being. They're, not smart. Not be watching. There are the opposite, sir. eight episodes. Nick has watched them all. Yes. I've watched half of them, and Mikey's watched six. six. I would watch them again right now. I will <laughs> watch them twice. I've Jared, just been extremely Jared busy. Jared told me there is no chance of, of um, uh, us Jen, just so you know what we're talking about, uh, there was a film from what year, Mikey? Uh, I think it's 2001. That was a commercial and uh, critical flop. And for some reason, unbeknownst to me, the movie has caught on into cult status. Huge and, cult status. There's a lot of movies out there that are cult, cult films that are not re, remade and redone. Like, yeah. Well, it, it not all movies are as money. lucky to And to that produced that. a lot of like unknown actors. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, it is impressive how many huge. people that were unknowns are known in that movie. But uh, Netflix has made a prequel TV series. Again, I don't know why, can, but... Can I just... Can I just... I want to just... I'm going to throw something at you. And you can just tell me what you think about yeah, this. Away. All right. In the original movie in 2001, everybody was... Uh... <laughs> oh, sorry. Was I... Oh, I see how it is. Gassing on the podcast, huh? Go ahead. Anyway. Um, okay. In the original movie in 2000... <laughs> in 2001... Well, that's funny. Mikey doesn't like it when Summers. somebody else says it to him. I know, right? All he says is his name. Yeah. It's easier. No, I anyway. don't. I don't get to. Yep. You do, too. You now say it every week. Pouting again. Way to go. I know. He's Mikey, if you don't get on with this, I'm going to not let you do okay, it. Okay, so <laughs> they made this movie in 2001. And then in 2015, so 14 years later, they made a prequel with all the same actors that are now younger. They're supposed to be younger. They're supposed to be. That's weird. So you have forty-five-year-olds playing fifteen-year-olds. They're like they're like thirty-year-olds playing fifteen-year-olds in the first movie, and then now it's a prequel. He's like forty-five and. Is this on Netflix only? Yes. Well, no. There's a reason for that. The movie was made for uh, theaters or whatever. The show is made for Netflix only. Netflix revamped it. So I mean, come on, with something like that, you just you have to be curious. The crazy part is Paul Rudd looks pretty much the same. He does. Paul Rudd yeah. is not. There's yeah. a lot of those he guys that look aged. that really look uh, the, the same. The main guy, now, Michael Showalter. Yeah, now, yeah, not. he's like thirty pounds heavier. Now, now me and the Biggins were talking about that. We think they did that intentionally. Yeah, I said that. Yes, it almost has. I to said be. that to Nick. Yeah. I go. I wonder if that's how he naturally is, or if he just thought it would be funny if he gained a bunch of weight. For I, the... I, I think they were just like they were like, okay, we're gonna change you, 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 not you, 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 and you and then that's how it happened that's what i think well besides wet hot american summer what have you been watching this week nothing i've been busy nothing i have not watched i'm with the exception of american dad before i go to bed i haven't watched Uh, i really don't think i've i've watched like said american uh wet hot american summer like a couple episodes of like american ninja warrior nothing like important yeah it's been a it's been a busy week ninja warrior I have nothing to say about that yeah, one. <laughs> nothing nice, at least. Uh, uh, Jen, have you watched anything recently that you would like to highlight? Yeah, I've been watching Big Brother. Mm. Don't judge Never me. Never seen it. <laughs> I like the competition. Can't say I've ever caught that one. I don't have TV, so yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Jen, I got nothing to say about Big Brother. (laughs) I feel like you're probably going to get the brunt end of the stuff during the movie this week, so we'll let Big Brother go. Oh, (laughs) make you think that, Jerry. I did watch a movie this week that I thought was really good. It's on Netflix called Nightcrawler. It's with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. It is not actually a uh, X-Men movie, like many people think. (laughs) It's just about American television news people out of control. Yeah, it's... um, if you take it as almost like a, I think like a really depressing dark spoof, because it's not a real movie. Like nobody would get away with the stuff that this guy gets away with, but it's really interesting and it's it takes its premise and just runs with it to everywhere. It had it can like go. a ninety something percent. It, yeah, tomatoes. it's pretty good. Um, I would definitely recommend it. All right, anybody got anything else before we get into the movie this week? No. All right, so let's get on over. Got it all buffered up. Let's talk about The Village. Okay, let's go. All right, the movie that for some reason I picked... This week is the film The Village from 2004. I thought we were, I thought we were doing Unbreakable. Mm, I yeah. wish, man, if Netflix hadn't Jared stepped in and stopped me. decided he didn't me. like that one, so yeah. he oh, that's not true. Yeah, that's <laughs> not true. true. Proof's right. in the pudding. 2004, it currently holds a 43% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It was made on a budget of $60 million and took in $267 million. So it is a commercial success by every stretch of the imagination. Um, let's go around and give our star ratings. I'm going to give the village one and a half stars. Uh, Jen, we go from, you can go to zero. I try to discourage it, but one is a, a awful film. Zero should be the worst movie you've ever seen. And then you can go up to five. Like if you Toxic want. Avenger. You should have to watch it twice if you do a zero. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I would say three and a half. Three and a half. I thought you liked this film. I do like it. It is a That's, like it. It is a like. It is but a I, a like I was it. hoping Jen said five so we could just like. Oh, <laughs> into her. Mikey, what about you? We brought Jen I'll... here to ambush her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, You're way, to way to go, Jared. Uh, I'll, I'll just I'll give it two. Two. It's it's hard to rate it. I mean, this is a very hard to rate well, movie. No, I'll I mean, agree I had with the that. movie. I had the movie ruined for me, so it's really hard for me to sit here and. Don't worry. And, like, Within two minutes of the film starting it, it was ruined for me because I figured it out. So, oh. uh, Nick? Two. <laughs> Eric? Two. Two. All right. Very good. That's generous. Guys, let's talk about... Say, that's actually pretty generous for me. <laughs> well, and you know what? I will say this. I know that it is very likely that this movie deserves more than one and a half stars, yet I hate it with such hatred I refuse to. <laughs> Well, and the thing about my rating is I'm rating it based on maybe if I hadn't had it ruined it ruined for me, maybe I'd like it because I'd probably be a little closer to a one. Let's talk about the twist before we go any anywhere with yeah. this. Um, did anybody watch this film for the first time and not figure out the plot twist before it was revealed? I didn't. Oh, I did. Uh, both of the plot twists, the both that the villagers, the, the people in charge were the monsters and then also that it wasn't in uh the 
the daytime or whatever, or the the, the current uh, time. yeah current I didn't time. figure current out either time. one of those. Either one. I had it written down as the third thing on my list of notes, which actually wasn't very <laughs> long because since I figured that part out and I already knew the twist, it pretty much ruined the movie. We're all very me. impressed. You can write. Yeah. So what? <laughs> yeah, that was something that we talked about when we left because Jerry and I saw this in the theater together, and we're just like, did anyone not? Have see I that ever comedy? been more angry? Jared was and after I saw that movie, I don't know. You've well, I've seen you pretty angry. <laughs> before, but, uh, uh, Jared was not pleased. Oh. What uh, gave it away so quickly? Uh, I can tell you the exact moment. It said the very opening shot of the film is of the guy burying the. I believe it's his kid, who I also assume is uh, what's his name, Joaquin Phoenix's best friend. Um, in that part, when he's leaning down. There's a shot of the uh, gravestone, mm-hmm. and the date is there. And I thought, oh, that's kind of weird that he pointed that out. And then I went, oh, oh no. And really? the, yeah, that's that's when I figured it out. Now the thing is, at that point, it was a theory. But as if you if you have that idea in your head, it's pretty darn obvious as the film goes on that he's trying to hint towards that's what it Plus, is. Plus, part of the problem is, and it's become a problem with M Night Shyamalan is. Uh, even though this was still early in his career, even by this point, you're expecting the twist. Yep. You're going, what is the twist? That's so exactly you're right. you're already on edge looking for... And when you're watching it, and you're going, well, there's not a lot here unless the twist is this thing. Yep. It was the only thing that even made sense that would be there for a twist. Eric is 100% correct. Because if I was watching any other movie by any other director, I would not have looked at that gravestone and went, what's he trying to do? Instead, since I know it's Shyamalan, I know that he has this uh, trick of trying to have a big plot twist at the end of his movies. I was sitting there looking for it, and I found it. Now, when I watched it, I was in ignorance of who Shyamalan was, and so I think that's why I didn't pick up on the twist. Yeah. Hmm. All right, uh, Mikey, were you about to say something? Yes. What were you going to say? I don't remember. Hold on a second. Give me a think. It was... uh... No, no, no. I wanted to ask you about the the grave. So, what, it had, like... Such and such died in two thousand four. Born this or day, eighteen ninety. Yeah, eighteen ninety seven. Yeah. Wait, eighteen ninety seven. Yes. Yeah, he was intentionally misleading you. Wait, I'm confused. How did that give that away for you? If it was eighteen, because it, the camera lingered on it. Yep. Um, it it's kind of one of those things where if you're looking for what a serial killer uh, to give us away, a serial killer, you have to look at. What did the serial killer do that he didn't have to do? So if I'm watching a film and I'm trying to figure out a plot twist, I have to go, well, what is the director doing that he didn't have to do? And that shot of making sure that I saw the gravestone, it just sparked my memory, uh, sparked my mind. And I went, oh, this is not current day or this is current day. I don't know Hmm. when it first popped in and is an idea for for me, but I think it locked in. There's. One of the scenes, like, earlier in the movie where the elders are talking and they're being very vague about, like, their past and, you know, why they chose to be in this place and stuff. And it was, like, from then on, I was like, all right, like, clearly this is not, you know, it's like that clearly they, I mean, the thing I figured out first, I think, was that they were the ones doing the, that they were dressing up as these, uh, you know. I kept foolishly hoping that there was actually creatures in the forest because I was like... I want well, there to be something to like about this film. Well, I that was what I was hoping was I was hoping that because I, I I had decided that you know they pretty early on that they were the ones doing this. At a certain point, I don't remember what in the theater I decided to that I'm like I think this is like current day, but I kept waiting for that there was going to be a second twist like that the twist was going to be there it was a second twist and there actually were monsters. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it never happened. No, <laughs> like, no, it didn't. All right, so let's uh, let's go to what we like about the film. Um, I'll start off. I'll say that for the most part, minus two actors, this is a superbly acted film. Oh, totally. Um, William Hurt, especially. I mean, this is one of my favorite performances by William Hurt. He does a great job of taking some problematic material and actually elevating it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you guys? Um. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and and go here. So, cause I don't. You didn't really say anybody in particular. So I'm just gonna go first. So that oh way, my Eric gosh, can't steal the my intro stuff. And just say something. What? Oh yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, I thought uh, it really looked well. It was shot well. Uh, they, do you know who the director of photography for this movie was? It looked no. good, by the way. It's it it's well. made by the best person in the business. His name is Roger Deakins. He works with the Coen brothers all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is by far now. the best in the business as far as director of photography oh. goes. This is a beautiful, yeah. absolutely marvelous oh, masterpiece well, of a looking film. I mean, film. it looks great. I mean, I even I even went as far yesterday or when I was watching it last night to to say that even the costumes look great. Okay. Yeah, you know, like it just the monster costumes. Not the mon. Well, not no. the monster costumes. <laughs> no, I was but in their own. Let me defend the monster it. costumes. I will say this. With the knowledge that they're supposed to be made by the villagers, they look good. Like that makes a lot of sense I th- with I what we know. I actually thought they looked too good for that, but not good enough for like a movie. Yeah, <laughs> like not good enough for like movie professional, but also not bad enough for people in the woods making costumes. Sure. Yeah. What do you think, Eric? Uh I that was one of the strengths <laughs> for me was the actual like set design and the. Um, there were issues about trying to play it off as you know that period in the in the like 1890s, especially um, with the dialogue. Yeah, the Ugh. the dialogue was a big one. It, I mean, it it has. I mean, you have to change the dialogue some because people did speak differently at that time, but it never quite felt genuine to me. Like like I was actually watching people from that time. It felt like a movie script. Nor did it make sense that they yeah. would talk that way once you find out when they really. Live really are living yeah be- well okay because <laughs> yeah. he's a fan like, he's a not fan. only are we gonna go live in the woods he's a history we're gonna just pretend like we're living in the 1800s and <laughs> yeah, he's, like a, he's a history teacher uh jen what about you Forever? what are some For things that you love about the film i love the cast too i thought it was great um and then also the overall theme was probably like the favorite thing about it that is a double-edged sword for me really because under a different movie made differently and written differently I would very much agree to you. The The plot of this film actually appeals to me greatly, yet its execution is something that I just... It's at war with the with itself. Um, just take the idea of the village and they've been taken out of society. If you tell me that within the first 15 minutes of this movie and then the movie is a philosophical debate about uh, society and what its people their responsibility is to the community and stuff like that. It's very fascinating. Yet Shyamalan's does that, except he's like, he's cheating because he wants to make a horror film on top of it. And the one doesn't fit the other. The horror elements are at war with the philosophical debate and the philosophical debate doesn't let the horror actually work any longer. Oh, and you want to talk about losing rewatchability like once you know the twist this it is painful to watch some of those scenes oh i disagree i watched it multiple times and i enjoy it every time actually i feel like every time i watch it i enjoy it a little bit more you're not the only person i've i've actually found there's a very devoted following to the it's and i have to assume that 
And I don't think Jen's in this category because I don't think you're in film enough to be in this category. But I think there is a segment of the population that knows how much people hate the village. So in like fighting against that tidal wave, they are like fervent uh, lovers of this film that they they say it's his best work and all this. And it's I don't well, know. Well, now, now I got a question. Good thing you didn't yes. take that drink. <laughs> I got there, Nick. Wow. I got to play. <clears throat> excuse me. I got to play devil's advocate here a little sure. bit. So, now, uh, nothing. I'm going to try my best. All right. We'll see how it goes. Now, you, you say that when... You play um, the fool more like. What? I'll see. You mess me up, then I get derailed, then I got to sit there. I got to ramble until I get back on the track. All right. So, what I was going to say was, like, you said that you didn't... Like, you originally figured it out because it was an M. Night Shyamalan movie, and they put that date on there, yep. and that figured it out, figured it out for Yeah, me. but once but I, I mean, seized on that idea... Really, that's, not, that's, that's not the movie's fault. That's, I shouldn't be able to figure it out within fault. the first five minutes. Well, but that's be. still a theory, though. I mean, you, I mean yeah, it was yeah. theoretical. Stuff that just kind pretty of much figured it out before that. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Like I said, I, I didn't have the ability to watch this movie because, I, I don't know, at some point, I either watched the very end of this movie or somebody told me, and I just imagined it in really close detail but not close enough because i thought it was a highway whenever she like climbed over the fence or whatever um, i thought it was like a highway and there was cars passing and then that was the end of the movie that is a really big difference worth well, talking about no it is <laughs> but <laughs> so i mean i don't you know i don't really know what it's like to actually go into this movie fresh and just watch it like for me i mean i had it figured out within the first five minutes that the the elders were behind everything because i sat there and go well if they're in modern day time um, you know, who is coming after him? Well, n- nobody would be coming after him unless it's like multiple like groups of people or something. I don't know. It just didn't make sense. And then you just start. I kept holding out hope when I was first watching this movie because even there though. There's more to it. Yeah, I kept being like, please be something to make this worth the journey. And it wasn't until the final frame that I went, this guy's an idiot. Like, he ruined everything like and it's something that i really the 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 reason i hate this film is because it is impossible to laugh off it is so well made it has so much good stuff going for it that the fact that i cannot like it frustrates me well and i think i think a lot of people could probably like this movie if they didn't go into it saying this is an M. Night Shyamalan movie, I'm going to figure it out. It's basically this is what something my point set is. up for Jared that's, that's, and I. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, that actually makes a this lot of sense. This type of movie, I know with me especially, I'm just saying, but th- this kind of movie is something that like, I'm not, uh, I don't have an aversion to like. Like My natural inclination would be to watch like a period piece or something that has some kind of twist or sci-fi twist. Like Any way what you want to look at it. Um this is something set up to be my type of movie and enjoy, but yet it just became hard for me to justify. So did you figure out the, how, how they did it? Like, how did they have the ability to go in and make their own village? Cause I found that enjoyable at the end too. Did you that figure that millionaire. out while you watched the movie? Yeah. That yeah, his family um, had the money. They set up the wildlife. Yeah. Reserve. I mean, he, okay. he has a whole scene where he painfully it, yeah. explains it to you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, right, that, that's true. I do. Which works. That. I, it's one of those things. Like, obviously, I'm not giving this movie any goodwill because he does the exact same thing in The Sixth Sense, yet doesn't kill me in that movie. So the fact that I'm not enjoying this film, and then when he pulls back the curtain and starts showing you 
how clever he is by showing you how many times he laid the groundwork and you just didn't notice. Like, it really annoys but me. But see, with the this thing one. with the sixth sense is, I feel like there was a lot more to hinge your your uh, enjoyment on. This one is more all about the twist. Like in the other one, in the in the in Sixth Sense, you care. I I believe you care more about Bruce Willis's character. You care more about Haley Joel Osment. Like there's much more of an emotional connection than what happens for me in this movie. I mean, you know, they try and put. I mean, there's the love story. There's whatever. But like, I don't know. There was just something that struck me a little bit more about the events and the emotional stuff that was going on in the first one. I so, agree. like, it's the movie's enjoyment is not dependent upon what is this magic twist that, like, it just it just helped at yeah. that point. Um, I'll throw out another thing that I think is masterfully done with this film. Uh, I would put this in maybe not the top 10, but the top 20 best film scores ever made. Uh, I This film score actually is um, on one of my Pandora stations, and I feel like I should hit not like because I don't like the village so much. Yet I cannot uh, deny the, the fact music. how much I enjoy the uh, the film score to this. Mm. Uh, it's by James Newton Howard, and I actually think this is his finest score. <coughs> Anybody else notice it? I didn't notice it, but I that usually means I like it. I mean, yeah, and I know if, if I good, notice right? it, it's not a good thing. It didn't stick out that's, to me as like that's top how I twenty. Do it. Without fair enough. And then the last thing I'd like to point out is. There are very there are isolated scenes that really work well in this film. Uh, the one my favorite scene in the movie to me is the porch scene where yeah. uh, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard have that conversation out on the porch, and you know she's like, "Well, you could have picked any porch." Like that is a really well done scene. Oh yeah. Um, does any other scene stick out to you guys that? actually is like way above the rest it takes away from it be knowing that the things that are coming in the door are not monsters but yes the scene when she sticks her hand out and mm-hmm. she's waiting yep. for joaquin phoenix I, lo- I i actually like the way that scene is shot i that's one of the it's that was my favorite well. moment the first time i watched the film i like the yeah. slow-mo of him grabbing the hand and them like trying to get to the the little seller there but like I said, it became hard to... I can't separate myself from knowing that that thing standing out there is just a dude in a suit. Like scene would have been a lot better had he been saving her from a necessary danger. Yeah. Either if the monsters were real, which they weren't, or if she hadn't just been hanging out the door to wait for him for some reason. <laughs> or... I don't know why. Like, it, it, yeah. she, like, actually... rescuing her. <laughs> from what? <laughs> but he, he thinks... They both think mm-hmm. that, that it is, is real danger. No, well, oh, yeah. even if they, it is real danger, he didn't need to save her. She was in her house. The only reason yeah. she was standing at the door is because she was waiting for him. When you're, right. uh, well, what I, if, man, I, what hate, if... I hate defending this film. Um, <laughs> it, when you are young and blissfully in love, you will do the stupid... You know what? Here's a, here's a very good it, story. Would you call it, Jared, blind face? Blind face, Sure. Uh, when I was first starting to date my, uh, soon to be wife, Christy, there was this one time when there was this massive snowstorm and I got off work. Was Christy waiting outside with her hand out when you got there? No. Cause no. that would have been my just, no, that would have made sense. She was huddled in a corner. But guys, I almost, I knew you'd come. Like, I almost well, killed inside, myself. <laughs> I almost killed myself driving over to her house. And there was no moment of like, I shouldn't do this. Like. I should go home. There was just like, I will get to her house because I have to see her tonight. So it's like, I see that part in that movie where I'm like, I get what's going on here. Like this person 
Sheen desperately needs him, and there is no doubt that that man is coming for her. This movie would have been benefited, like you said, where there's an actual no real danger through most of the film. Um, now we find out that you know Noah is the one that's skinning the animals. Yeah, that's Adrian and, Brody's character. Yeah. Um, so like you find out that he's like the one that's kind of doing some of these rogue type of stuff. You but know I think if one of the elders mom finds out, she goes the animal. Yeah, it's very telegraphed. <laughs> yeah. uh, had had the story been about where someone believes that they need to do more than what they're doing, like one of the elders, like say Brennan Gleason, someone goes rogue and actually is a danger to the now the thing is is that would wouldn't quite make sense for the the story because then the other elders would find him and be like you know who is doing well this that's kind what of he thing. thought through most yeah of the through part yeah, of it they, did think it was they didn't really telegraph that very well had they played that up a little bit better it might have been i felt like well they can't because he keeps trying to make it a horror film yeah right. even though it's yeah. not a horror film. i felt like if one of the people that knew what was going on one of the elders actually was a danger to the group yep to 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 make like they said you know at the end they're like Noah gave us something that we needed which was you know validation for like what these monsters are and to keep people here like they gave them a reason for people to be scared to go outside so it's like had someone one of the elders said we're being too lax about this like we need to really put the fear in these kids by killing one of sure. them or something and like, what you just laid out is much better than anything that's in this film saying. that's yeah. not what happens so. there are definitely enjoyable moments like the um scene where the boys at night are hanging around the tree stump and they're daring that guy to go out there like, jesse eisenberg is, yeah. yeah that is very believable because i agree I totally see and it's very good natured yet let's start talking about what we don't like about this film which is like, going to play into what you're noises. talking about <laughs> I have to assume that there's speakers out in the... I guess. Okay, but this is what I was going to say, Jen. I actually like oh, that scene, too. That all day. Yeah, the problem with it is that when I think about it, I know in my heart that without any reinforcement, if, if no boys or girls ever end up dead because of the things out in the woods, none of those kids would be even half as scared as they are. So the whole premise that they're, like, deathly afraid of the woods doesn't make any sense to me. Because there's nothing to back up that fear. They just have, like, the elders tell them. But I'm telling you, it, like, if, if I grew up in that in that village and nobody ever died, nobody, like, I would not be nearly as scared. Like, it doesn't make any sense. The world building that this movie uh, presents, it makes no sense why the kids in that village are uh, terrified of the things out there. And it's not there. just, like, the young kids. I mean, we have people that are, like I said, Joaquin uh, Phoenix's age yeah. that have grown up with this like you know idea yep so it's just like it's not like they've only kept one generation like this is like there's a lot of years have passed that they've been all it would take is for the elders to explain in one scene that whenever somebody dies they take them and they they make it look like the monsters killed them but like we're not presented with that so i'm i'm making fan fiction at this point it's so like i agree with you that that scene is actually impactful it makes sense the first time around, but as the movie goes on and the second time I'm watching, the third time I'm watching this movie, I go, this scene doesn't make any sense. Um, again, it's that Warren ideology that I keep talking about where it's like Shyamalan wanted to make a very thought-provoking film and he wanted to make a horror film and he did not sacrifice one for the other. He wanted to redo The Sixth Sense. Well, sure. Yeah. And that's Shyamalan's been chasing The Sixth Sense yeah. ever since he uh, made it. 
Uh, I wonder if he had ever intended well, to... Unbreakables is his best film. But. I wonder if he intended for all of the movies that he would make to be this twist, or if it's just because the first one it became came out something he had to do. became such it, a... He was you know, the twist, like, I yeah. guarantee you. He, they probably made him do that. The studios probably did that. Well, he you know, just... like he just be, That was the thing that was most... Uh, you know, revered about the sixth sense was the twist, the twist, right. the twist. It's like because that was such a critical and like uh, box office success. I feel like it's just yeah, it's become. That's not thing. what happened with the village, though. I, I I've looked into what happened with the village, and what happened is that Shyamalan had great success three times in a row. Uh, when you do that in Hollywood, you get this carte blanche thing, and at that point, the studio execs don't get to tell you what to do what you have to do, and you're allowed to go off and make your own stuff. And as long as that stuff is successful, you are going to remain independent of them, and they'll keep feeding you money. The problem is when it backfires, they stop giving you money. The Village was the first time that he had carte blanche, and that's the time that the studio wasn't able to tell him, like, let's pull it back here, let's do this, let's rewrite this. Instead, he had complete freedom on The Village, and this is what we got. And you'll see from here on out, like, Shyamalan's never been the same since. Uh, Lady in the Water, The Happening. Didn't see it. I've good. never seen either of those. They're horrible. <laughs> Lady in the Water is a film that I actually put in the like category in spite of itself. There's really? so much stuff in that movie that, may, like, it makes it really hard to like it. Yet I, I do end up liking Lady in the Water. Yeah, I'm kind of the same Did, way. did you guys know that there's I a character like in it. Lady in the Water is a movie critic? And the yeah. movie critic dies a I horrible know. death because he won't. Oh gosh, I don't even want to talk about it. It makes me so angry. <laughs> Shaman casts himself in that film as a storyteller who as is the writer that oh, yeah. saves the, the, the world. writer that saves. Yeah, yeah. like oh, I wow. can't even like that's so pretentious. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about the village. <laughs> I, I can tell you one other Paul, scene Paul that Giamatti I enjoyed. Paul Giamatti is awesome. Paul Giamatti is awesome. Bryce Howard is awesome again. Agreed. I, I can tell you one other scene that I enjoyed, even sure, though go ahead. even though ninety percent of that scene I hated, I just like the end of it. Uh, I despise that whole scene when um, what's the actress's name? But Kitty uh, Judy, Walker, Greer. Judy Greer, Judy Greer, uh, is talking about how in love you know she is, and they're going to get married and all this stuff. I and, love the scene between her and her father. Yeah. When she's talking to him, but when I, she goes to him and and blares her yeah. uh, soul when to she's, him, it's one of the it, it probably is the worst scene in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> Am I it, not supposed to notice that she's like thirty five in yeah. that movie? Yeah, there's <laughs> it's that. It's a too. little ridiculous. It annoyed me, but I loved that he never says one word, and then she goes, "If you love me too, just tell me," or like, and we'll get like whatever, and then. I love the jump cut to just yeah. her, her crying in I bed. Love that too, yeah. that, that <laughs> I liked. I was like, all right, because yeah, yeah, he that never said good. a single word like that old time. <laughs> I love Judy Greer. Uh, I, she's one of those side actresses that have just stuck out to me as like really, really good. She is awful in this film. Yeah. Just straight up horrible. But isn't she made to be horrible? Um, to offset Bryce Dallas Howard's character? No, That's I'm not talking right. about her character. I'm talking about her performance is bad um and her character's not i mean it's one of those things like if you're giving crap you know there's nothing you can do there's a lot of great actors in this delivering some bad lines there is um the other one that i would like to highlight is awful is adrian brody's performance in this film is uh it's embarrassing uh, I read a review, and this guy said it, and I, as soon as he said it, I went, you know what, I've never put a word to this, but it's exactly right. 
He said that Adrian Brody's character in this movie is an uh-oh character. And what that means is, when the movie is going on, there's a character who you want to have nothing to do with the story, but since it's played by a big actor, it's uh-oh. Because <laughs> I agree. Like I remember the first time he showed up, I was like, this character is not in line with everything else that's going on here. This horror story that's being trying to be told, this character, Noah, does not jive with it. And so the more and more he had to do with the story, the the harder it was for me to be like, Shyamalan's going to put this back on track. Yeah. 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 What do you guys think about that? I, I, uh, I liked him. Yeah, I don't know. He I seemed like a good scapegoat. I'm sorry. I cut yeah. you off. Okay, but, then what was the purpose of Adrian Brody's character? His name is Noah Percy, uh, if I remember I mean, right. I think that's it, just to be a scapegoat. Like, so really, he's what Shyamalan used to at least give the illusion that there was horror going on in this film. Yeah. So he created I a mentally challenged character... <laughs> To only serve as a scapegoat so that he could pretend that he was making a horror film to trick you into it. Would have been better if he was like a serial killer. Yes, like, like a, a, a really an off dude. An off dude. Yeah, yes. Right. The Like, I remember, oh gosh, the, the <laughs> scene when he's dying in the ditch. Yeah. And like, he's wearing that ridiculous costume and he's crying. I was like, what am I supposed to like, feel about this? Then I was like, how did he die just from falling in that ditch? He had his head on a rock. I mean, Bryce, sure. Bryce Dallas Howard fell in it like five minutes earlier. Well, she, was she didn't fall. Yeah. She didn't fall. All really. she did yeah. was get I'll, I'll give it well, that. He had it's all ridiculous. Those spikes and everything. Maybe yeah. they went through his yeah. back. Plus, anyway. they, it looked but, like yeah, he had a knows. rock underneath his head. Like he hit his head when he. When Let's he keep talking Whatever. about the Adrian Brody character because I have more that I hate about him. I'll give him one. I'll give him one scene. Okay. When he stabs Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, that scene's very well done. Yeah, that scene's very well done. He pulled it off amazingly. Right. You know, it's also done without any dialogue, so it's true. not hard for him to mess it up. Yeah. Something I read was that the uh, the initial cut or whatever had a sound effect of the knife going into Joaquin Phoenix. Terrible idea. Which, I mean, it had just had the, a regular, not necessarily right. overdone sound, which they gave an R rating for that, that sound. They took hmm. it out and were like, the scene works so much better wow. with well, silence, like, uh, anyway. It does. Because you just see the look on Joaquin Phoenix's face change a little bit right as the knife right. goes in. It was the only part I remember the audience having, like, an audible reaction to in the film when we saw it in the theater. I remember there was a lady that gasped when they showed the knife coming out of yeah. him. Mm-hmm. See, that was a scene where I go, okay, this is something that, if you want to talk about the ridiculousness of some of the stuff that Adrian Brody's character does. That's one where you go, you can see it makes sense. Like he doesn't know how to process his emotions. You know, he cares for Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, And this is, he doesn't know what to do and he does this thing. And then you see him, you know, go and like tell his mom that he did a bad thing, like kind of thing. Um, So it's like, that is something with his character where I go, I can see that mentally challenged character doing that. Now the mentally challenged character Sneaking out, putting on the suit, right. fooling everyone. Okay, right. and let's go a little bit further. Yes. He Just also makes over. monster noises, very convincing oh, yes. monster Studio, noises. That was the thing Studio I wanted to quality say. monster noises. That was my noises. problem with the movie. I wanted to ask this. Also, he. Sorry, Mikey, no, go ahead. But I don't care about what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he also methodically skins, well, first catches, yep. kills. And skins animals and hangs them from people's doorways. Yeah, because he has that knowledge. Right. I mean, uh, I, don't know I how did much notice you know something. About skinning the, animals, but it isn't the easiest thing to it's do. It's not the easiest thing. Uh, I will. Uh, I wanted to point something out because 
I think this is Shyamalan trying to be sneaky, is the first time they open up that, like, that room where he's going to have to go sit and time out, yeah. do you notice that there's a bunch of blood stains over on the left side? No. no so I'm guessing he's already been cutting animals in there and right. stuff. Again, it's like, yeah, but with their aversion to the color red in that town, how did somebody else not notice that? I notice also that while you're talking about the color red, there's a scene when Bryce Dallas Howard's covered in blood and nobody says a word about it. Okay. Like they're so afraid of this yeah. color. And I can get like... That it's hectic. Yeah, right it's a hectic, terrible thing. You don't want to add anything to it. But like, if you really think, if you really believe in those monsters and you think it's going to attract them, yeah. wouldn't somebody at least cover her up? What's yeah. that? That's a good that? point. The, when she's wearing the white The scene dress. right after Joaquin gets stabbed, oh. she goes and like she hugs him stomach, and stuff. Yeah. And then when she's standing around with like blood on a white dress or whatever. Uh, let's talk about the use of red in this film. Uh, this again is another Shyamalan right. um, trademark. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that red is a signifier of something awful in his films? Uh, he tries to weave it into this story, yet I'm having a hard time understanding what exactly the use of being like the color red is awful in that scene in that town, except for as a uh, inside joke or inside right. something like, with Shyamalan fans. It'll be yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. There's no use to it. Mikey, that, or go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I think it's just another way to instill fear in the villagers. That's what I took it as. Just another scare sure. tactic. And but I could go with that. But it feels like they're trying to dissuade them from using red or having anything red. And what is the purpose? What, for what purpose? Other than just the lore of the other uh, creatures. I don't know. Yeah. I wondered the first time, too, watching it. I was like, does this have to do... Because obviously they're very... Uh, they have like very Puritan uh, kind of beliefs. I'm like, does this have to do with like a reference to like the Scarlet Letter or something? Like, that was the other thing. Yeah, I'll get back to that. One. Uh, yeah. Go for <laughs> it. Let's hear it. Another reason why I figured out the twist in this movie is yep. if you're in 1897 anywhere in America, there's a church in that town. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, there I never picked no, up on that. There's <laughs> no religious connotations to this movie whatsoever that's interesting i figured the schoolhouse would have been where they also had church yeah Mm -hmm. but like there'd be a preacher as one of the elders or something where were all the elders hanging out like that's what i i always i i mean not that i really thought about the town hall i I don't know i don't know it looked like a church to me but like when you're talking about like if you're really say pray multiple times she says send your prayers and good thoughts at one point at one point in the movie but, like, if you're making a period piece and you're trying to be accurate about a, this period in America in a small town, there's a church. Yeah. It was one of the first things that I was like, this isn't right. Well, let me <laughs> ask you this. I was just thinking about this. If they're a town that's completely self-sufficient and have been yes. for however many years. This is the other thing. Yeah. Shouldn't there be a farm? Well, well I mean, <laughs> they got, they no got the, uh, the, the plants and all that stuff. Yeah. But my question is, where do they get the oil? To the oil for the, for the lanterns and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. I just, oh, I mean, um, I, did, I, I mean, I, I let stuff that. like that I go. I don't that. really care, but because that was something I was going to bring up, which is they do the shot where the camera pulls back at night and you see the border lit up in torches. Right. Yeah. That is not very big to be. We never leave this place to su- to su- uh, sustain that many people. And there's no farm. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't remember seeing like, like the whole place would have well, to be a farm. Well, they grew all the food. They, they, say at, they say at the beginning that they don't eat meat, right? 
Yeah, and that's okay. one of the. Th- yeah. uh, they never expressly say it, but when they're talking about the those who we don't talk about, they say, right. they're, they meat say eaters. they're meat eaters. They're meat eaters, right? Which and I and I think if when you look at their food, there is no meat and stuff like that. Okay. Again, right. it's not expressly said. But I mean, but it's just see, I'm saying you see there's people a lot have of gardens, people there. Then why you do see there's gardens though? Do they have? I'm not saying that there's no. I guess food. as a sacrifice, because that's what I. That's how I interpret it is that they killed that, and it looks like nobody ate off that thing that was yeah, meant was to be a sacrifice. So they don't go into the woods. Rock. How do they get more wood to build more? Like I don't. Understand. You know, there's a lot of like. Yeah. How, is, how do they? No, no, this is the one thing stuff, I want to like, know. Now maybe I missed something here. Um, I guarantee it, you that uh, maybe, <laughs> but what at the okay? There's you had two parts that really. Kind of drove me crazy. And the only reason I even noticed him was because, well, the movie had already been spoiled for me. Sure. Um, at the very beginning, you get that like smoke monster, loud noise coming from the, you know, the Adrian. Smoke Brody monster standard. is a reference to Lost. Lost, right? <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. Like it yes. sounded like that. Like you had this big monster sound, Out and then I'm woods. sitting there going, "Well, how's he going to explain that?" Well, as far as I know, he never did. No, he never did. No, um, but uh, you know what? Let me. <clears throat> Let me. You go. This is a man of of wealth that oh, has much. Yes, he's, very he's, much. He's wealthy enough to be well, able to restrict airspace. Let me yeah. let me say this. If it's not directly like guys, I don't really need to know how they come up with the torches. If there's a scene that explains that, that's you're wasting your time. It is things like why are these kids actually scared? That I think is the real problem. Well, no, but I mean that, but. I mean, okay, so you've got that too. Mm-hmm. All right, now here's the other one that I like. Do I need with. to see a speaker out in the the woods to explain the the screaming? Well, no, but no. did you have to put the speaker in there in the first place? Or I mean, did you have to put the sound in there in the first place? I mean, really, honestly, what it is? Well, sure, seems. he's trying to he's trying to build up tension and suspense at that point, right? But it's with a uh, something that he's not going to be able to pay off. Well. You know I what know. I'm saying? He's not worried about <laughs> no, that. Here's the, other watch one. the movie? Here's the other one. Um, whenever uh, Joaquin Phoenix walks into the woods, and then they have that that moment where he hears something, and something hits something in the wood, you know, in the woods. Yeah, something it. runs off there. I've never it's quite understood what that was. Where it was like a sound. Like, oh, you know, I, that's what I doesn't just, matter. I assumed it was one of the elders in one of the costumes. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah but they would have Did anybody that. freeze frame it to see what it was? No, there's nothing there. It's just, no. It looked like no, legs there, running there away. That's the only something. thing I could see. I just, I, I just assumed it was that same thing. I the same thing Nick said that it's them trying to. When they know someone's yeah. like you know they're on their way out or whatever they're they're trying to scare them into coming back in. Did you guys um, notice like the comments that Joaquin made a couple times about the secrets in the village or the secrets in the boxes? Was yeah. that just another hint for you? I guess? Yes, okay. and the thing yeah. with the boxes was something I wanted to talk about. I because... had expected him to pull out a cell phone out of yeah, those boxes. That's true. the The idea that these people have this whole mythology built up about why they're in this village and they uh, how they can't you. leave yet they leave these boxes right out in the open so Wooden that everybody boxes, can so see. Someone could break it if they really want to. It's not like it's uh, Fort Knox. Yeah, I hated that because it's like this <laughs> in real like you if it's hidden under the bed and Joaquin Phoenix finds it. Okay, she leaves it out for everybody to see. And everyone knows that that's your hidden box that you're not allowed to open. Like, yep. Somebody's gonna open that. Somebody's one eventually yeah. going to open it. Yeah. I didn't really notice Your Pandora that box. This yes, last yes. time, yeah. The yeah. last time I watched it, I was like, I didn't realize the emphasis they placed on it, but they definitely brought it up several times in yeah. the film. Jen, do you have any major problems with this movie? 
Feel free to still defend okay. it. I mean, uh, it's what I, you believe is what okay, you Okay, so my favorite thing are some of the lines. I know you guys were kind of talking about that later, or earlier. And then uh, my least favorite part is definitely Adrian Brody in the woods at the end. We've already kind of yeah. that out a uh, There's a specific moment that I remember it infuriated me the first time I watched this movie, and it still bugs me now. It's just before, after the two guards leave her, and she's off in the woods by herself, all of a sudden... And it's a film technique. Shyamalan plays that voiceover from William Hurt again about how there were rumors about creatures in the woods. Uh-huh. That is that is an unfair thing to do right there. Um, since it's a flashback, it's already been said once. The only way that works for me is if William Hurt is talking to a character subsequently <laughs> while she's out in the woods and uh, he says that. But what it does is it made me, it gave me a false hope because I thought he has failed. There's nothing right. here. And then he said that line and I went, all right, dude, you got it. Good. Something good's going to happen here. And I remembered when I found out it was Adrian Brody in that costume, I thought back and I was like, so why in the world did you put that snippet of dialogue in there to trick me into thinking like, oh, you have a better film in mind? No, you don't. You didn't have a better film in mind, yet you wanted to trick me into thinking that you did. Um, did anybody else have an adverse reaction to that line as I did? I, they, so they what, did the stuff over? like that all the way. The voiceover yeah. of a line that is said earlier in the film that they do tricks cheap. you into that thinking was a, that was all over. It, they though. cheaply remind you that stuff yeah. all over. Yeah. It was that is the cheapest reminding in this yeah. film. Now wait a minute. If you want and to talk about tricking cheap, us putting... into thinking that he tricked us and that being a trick, because here's the yeah. thing: like, oh without gosh, him, dude. without him doing that. It almost doesn't make sense for her to still be scared when oh, her no, dad just it told doesn't her. Doesn't make any sense when her for dad her to told her and showed her that we've been doing this. So this is all lies. We, you know, it still doesn't really make sense. That's what I'm saying. Like it, even after he it, says that there were rumors about monsters, I mean, no, I'm just saying like that's only there because there would she. Why would she be scared walking through? Other than yeah, that's what they're she reminding us of why she's scared, why she's running. Yeah, this is yeah. a cheap way I to keep her scared so. because in reality yeah. she shouldn't have been scared. And why? Why did they? If they really were like. If William Hurt's like, you know what, we we're gonna let her get this medicine. Why doesn't he just go get it himself? He made well, that promise. Yeah, they yeah. as yes. I say they they send that scene. Breaking the promise. Okay, but let's doesn't let's let's sense. go from there because he tries. I know he's what you're trying. saying. It's still ridiculous. He sends two boys out with her that can see. Then why send a blind girl? Well, because she was the innocent. only one who was allowed to go to the road. Because of her innocence, they would let her So she was the only one that was going to see what was out there. Okay. Yeah, it didn't make much sense. I think it made sense. I don't know. I just love this movie. What about the thing with her seeing colors that goes nowhere, by the way? (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. And she's like, I can see your Oh, my goodness. All right. Yes, please, Eric. Uh, In a film where you have set it up that there's horror elements in it, and then this girl has this mystical power of seeing, uh, how do you pronounce them, auroras? Auras. Auras, okay. She just says your color. Yeah, okay. Uh, it really went. Nowhere. Then there is something supernatural in this film. Yet there's no explanation, and there's actually yeah. no benefit, reason, or payoff to her having <laughs> no. them. Wait, uh, it's I, like wait, her to flirt with Joaquin. Hello. Well, you can think of a million ways. <laughs> yeah. I got. All right. I got. I don't I think a girl. I don't think she needed that in order to flirt with him. I got. She I mean, to flirt though. How did, there's only like ten girls in the village. 
How does a girl that's blind manage to stop right before a ditch and trip a? I will say this. I and she I, hit I'll, the the piece of wood. She's yeah. she's she only it. lived in the. Oh wait, say the what in part the woods, are you? When, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She, that's the same hole she, she fell in. Whenever she wood, yeah, yeah, she falls in. She climbs out. I'm usually so annoyed by that point that I look, look, look. I don't know. Well, the, she, get the rest okay. of it. The rest of it is ridiculous. The fact that all the other points where she finds her way around and runs through the woods and like all oh, that that's, that's all ridiculous. Too. That I mean, part I will give because I didn't go back and watch it, but I'm like, okay, when she climbed out, that log that's sitting there that's shaped kind of weird or whatever, she yeah. must have felt that on the way out because on the way back, that's why she knows the holes there. She grabs this log and feels it, and then she stands there and waits. And right at the last second, she turns. I'll give well, them so that one part. Okay. Yeah. But it's all, right, all the rest right. of the ridiculousness. Okay. That all was right. part of an issue I had. I was like, I well. get that she's blind. But for a blind woman that, again, we're set up, well, maybe she does see kind of like have some kind of type of vision or whatever, but never pays off with no. anything. The scene of colors is a mystical power, Eric. Yeah. It, she she traverses <laughs> that place. I'm sorry unrealistically for a blind person. And I'm okay like, until she's out in the woods because if that girl's lived her entire life and that... Yeah, and, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Not only that, but you see her counting her steps you, as she's you know going what it and stuff like me? that. When she got turned around and, and still knew to walk directly towards the road. Like, True. she gets turned around at one place and I was like... Well, yeah, how, she did that. It was like all the time. How does she know she where the track of direction? Is. I, I mean, I mean, a lot of she's daredevil, Jerry. Well, yeah. now here's the one thing I would say: if you're getting chased through the woods by something that you think's going to kill you, now a normal person that can see would probably get lost in the woods. Yeah, somebody that is, you know, because I mean, you're not thinking about Has which never, direction ever, you're going. ever been in the woods. Doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. She should be even less equipped to. Right, handle. right, right. Exactly. So if, I mean, there's why just doesn't no way. she call out to the thing that's chasing her? When she's been told that they've been pretending, oh, even if you say, oh, we've heard rumors that there were things in this in these woods, even if that's the case, when she knows that that these were people wearing suits, why doesn't she say, who is that there? Is that you, uh, like Nicholas? Is that you? Like you know? No, why, because we're in horror any... movie mode yeah. at this point, Eric. See, I would have thought I was thinking it was going to be a like a bear when she turned around. Like that's what oh, I was they, thinking. That's what Mikey's mind awesome. Well, It'd I mean, be better than yeah, what he did. Exactly. Yeah. A bear I mean, in the saying. suit. In the red no, 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 no. Not not in the suit. Not in the suit. I mean, because, because you because at first you hear the noise. You know. Now she, that would have been a twist if if she was like, I know you're in a suit, and the camera showed that it was a bear, and then the bear ate her. That would be that a great a, movie. That would be. Yeah. I would give that sounds like stars. a plot from a Three Stooges. It would have ruined. <laughs> I would have watched more. I forgot about she's that. She's all feeling his face, and she's like, "Oh, these suits are really life." Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, last thing on my list that I want to talk about for the uh, stuff I didn't like is how awful the scenes are once she's over the wall. Yes. Yeah. Um, Makes no costumes sense. suck. By the way, what do you mean? Uh, the, the the park ranger or whatever oh, looked awful. Well, and if I understand right, they're not really park rangers, though, right? Yeah, no, they're they're employed by her father. Yeah, yeah. To keep it a preservation, he owns that whole. It's the Walker Preservation. Yeah, yeah. You didn't notice that? No, I just I heard preservation. I just assumed it was like he set off this land. Okay, that's why they say they don't go in. You're just you just guard the gate, and he's like, oh, you know, like uh, people. like if you, people start asking questions, you make it difficult for me. Uh, you know, like people don't understand why, like they think something weird's going on when they find out that uh, 
government you know, governments have exposition, been exposition, 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 yeah. exposition. That was okay. Night Shyamalan being like, I thought of something that doesn't make sense to this movie, but I got it covered. So, <laughs> yeah, it frustrated me so much when that kid things. just goes and's like. I'm gonna go get steal this. Uh... Yeah, why doesn't he talk to his superior about the girl? Because he said don't ask questions. He told him not to talk about it. Essentially, so he's like, well, I don't want to jeopardize yeah. my job. Let me steal this medicine right in front of him while he's holding. Which, a by the way, yeah, that was if you want me to believe that that guy didn't would not have seen him stealing that medicine, yeah. right? It's ridiculous. Have you ever seen what happens when you grab two glass things? They usually go clink. clink. No matter. By the no way, matter I don't how quiet. By the way. He doesn't open the thing, look down, see which one of these bottles I need. Like he just knows, like reaches it. Like it's ridiculous that it he can grab all that in front of him. <laughs> and and the, forget that he can do it. It's that if you if you're really that security guard, right? Even if you're going, oh, I want to help this girl, whatever. In your mind, you're gonna go, I want to help this girl, even if this girl really does live over this fence. Like, there's some weird, like, cult kind of thing. Like, anything, you're like, I need to get this girl help. Not let me help this girl get back over the fence. Well, they said that she would be able to Like get an help unbreakable Kimmy innocence. Schmidt kind of. <laughs> and I think he wanted to help her because she was blind, she seemed innocent. That's so the what male instinct as. kicks in? Yeah, right. I think he wants to help her. I could see that. I, yeah, but it's still a stretch. It is. In that a scenario, is. In that scenario, it's yeah. a stretch. Because, like I said, another thing of the male instinct would be, this is what this girl thinks she needs. I really like this girl is coming from some weird situation. Like I need to take her and get her help, like out of this. What's weird about abusive in a situation? In the middle of a preservation. I yeah. got, I got this figured out. That would obviously happen because Jared went to Christie's house in a four foot blizzard or whatever to go hang out with her. So I mean, why wouldn't this guy help her out, right? I don't think that those two are in love, though, Mikey. Maybe, maybe he had the hots for. Her. That's true. That's true, but. It, nothing that happens because of it is plausible. Wait a minute. <laughs> I love too that. No, they're, no, no. I, I just want to state the Wait. irony of this. Even if they weren't using actual violence, I love that their reason for setting this place up was the violent past that they came from. Yeah. So to keep the people there in this idyllic place. Let's threaten them with violence from the outside. Yeah. I, like, well, that's another reason why oh, I love it. I the hypocritical, the hypocrisy yeah. of it. My husband actually pointed this out: that to keep themselves from the monsters on the outside world, they create monsters on the inside world. Pretty good. Hi, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's what I like. I like the irony about it because um, they talk about a promise of hope and of innocence, but yet they have lies and deceit. And the married guy is in love with the other woman. Like there's just again, so much Jen, there. the movie you're describing sounds really cool to me. It's not what you watched. <laughs> it's not what I watched. Yeah. Um, if you make this film a horror film where there really is creatures out in the woods, I like this movie. If you make it so that there's a futuristic society that is just nuts. Like, it's, it's 2020 or something. Right. And it's completely crazy out there. And she goes over that wall and you figure out, like, holy cow, they do really need to get back in there. Again, I like this film. You make this film set in modern day and not try to trick me the whole time into thinking that it's a horror film. And, it, you know, it's this movie about, again, the thing that I talked about earlier about uh, people's responsibility to a society and stuff like that. That is a film I want. See, I don't see it as a horror film. I think my but first time watching it. he makes it like a horror film, Jen. This yeah, was marketed. It. This was made. This was. This was. It's not just marketed because I won't. I won't hold marketing film. against a movie. It's I made. will hold it's how shot. it's made. Yes. yes. It's shot to scare you, and like I said, 
I can't. It's been so long. I saw this movie, you know, when it opened in theaters. I had not seen it. First since. day, first screening. Yep. Well, yeah. we, oh, wow. we did. <laughs> I was so excited, Jen. I could not even. I had a hard time sleeping the night before that the village. That was your problem. Because I wanted to see it. That, you know, oh, don't what? get into him with that. Yeah, but, oh. but he can is watch it possible it. that Is it possible that that happened? Sure. And do I hate this movie as much as now as I did then? No, I do not. Yet, yeah, Jen, this is not a good film. I'm just saying, I can't speak 100% for how I felt the moment that I watched it in yeah. terms of uh, the some of the scary scenes or whatever, but knowing the twist, like this movie, well, whereas I said, Sixth Sense actually gains stuff from, lose it, from knowing the twist. Yeah. That's true. This one loses stuff because, I don't know, like you can, wa- you can watch it and go, oh, let's see how they did this, whatever, but all the, all the tension... All everything else goes out out the door because here's the thing: in the sixth sense, when you know the twist, those ghosts really are there. There really yeah. is that thing to be afraid yeah. of. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! It would, Spoilers. It would have been like. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been like uh, in the sixth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Notice I didn't spoil the the twist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. It'd be like as if in the sixth sense, the twist was that there's no such thing as ghosts. Yeah. Like, well, what? What's the purpose of this? Then yeah. what? Yeah, what's the point of the whole thing? I agree. Thing? I think I love the theme so much that it almost blinded me to like all the other. You know issues. what though? I really think like it does I have a good theme. I was thinking about this uh, after I got done watching it this week. Is where I was like, you know what? You make a sequel to this movie and you put it in this village. Like, there's a lot of stories that could be told here okay. that would be very interesting. Yeah. It not this one. So I don't know, uh, Jen. Before um, we go, do you have any closing statements? <laughs> I still love the village. <laughs> that is your right, and we appreciate it. I, I got something I want to ask sure, you guys. Sure, go ahead. Does this, when, when the elder, uh, eldest generation passes on, if they do not uh, tell, they even if they do, do they tell, do A, do they tell the kids, the old eldest ones, what's going Eric, on? this sounds like does a story I want to be told. And B, you know if, what I mean? If they do that, does, d- does this village continue on? And B, if they don't tell them, and just leave it to be. How long do you think like this village lasts before people leave? Like kind of thing. I think this is it. Uh, yeah. The the new generation won't won't carry on the torch. Well, they have Bryce to tell them that there are. There was a nice man out there. <laughs> like, they have Bryce to tell them that the elders were doing it the whole time. Yeah, but, but if... then she also thinks there's a real monster. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I I kind of felt like it just ended at that point. The elders realized they were in the wrong. They can't protect themselves like they want to so i feel like that um i don't know special place just kind of ended there yeah yeah it's but very, they very much very lead utopia. you to believe that it continues i mean they even mean? stand up and is... talk about how they're going to keep it going i know that they're going to try to i'm just saying how long do the i like yeah. to envision that it, it becomes long. like a lord of the fly situation after the elders die and everybody starts killing each other whoa, 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 i haven't seen out. that one Lord Sorry. of the Flies? Spoiler. Spoilers. Spoiler. Yeah. I'm not sure you can have spoilers on a 40-year-old movie. <laughs> <laughs> not in an even longer old book, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I think that should do it for The Village. We're going to close the book on that. Nick, I believe it is your pick for next week. High Fidelity. Very oh, good choice. Very good awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right, so uh, High Fidelity for is our movie for next week. And until then, cue it up. Word.